Young, welcome to I Made a Huge Mistake in Arrested Development Podcast. I'm your host, Darren, and today we are going to be looking at episode number 10, uh, which is called Tastemakers, and was uploaded on the 15th of March 2019, along with all the other episodes for the second half of this season. Uh, it's written by Mitch Hurwitz and directed by Troy Miller, both of whom obviously have written and directed pretty much a lot of season five. Um, and... Uh, Joining me to talk about today is Jordan Sam. Hello, Jordan. Hi. Yeah, so in this episode, uh, continuing a lot of the stuff that's been going on from the previous episode, uh, we have Oscar and Buster who run into Stan, and they were in the hospital, and now they're out of the hospital, and they've gone to the old people's home uh, with a lot of the inside-outside, inside-outside walking going on. Uh, obviously, Stan has been hit on the head and doesn't quite remember who he is or what's going on, <laughs> and... Um, you know, maybe uh, she explains how fake block was still fully staffed uh, because she basically uh, fired everybody. Uh, that was the instruction that uh, George Michael gave. But then she fired the head of HR. And so the head of HR didn't fire anybody else. And so that's why <laughs> yeah. everybody. I think what, what was it that she said? She said, I told her to fire everyone. And I figured that I saved myself a call and fired her right then and there. Yeah. So so basically <laughs> so she... Uh, she goes, well, you know, lesson learned. Fire the head of HR last. Uh, she she then discusses about how wanting to get rid of maybe and keep Annette as a character, uh, to which George George Michael is like, you do realize that you know maybe is the actual personality, um, and Michael meets up with George Michael at the model home, um, and there's a lot of kind of discussion about uh, fake block and funding and the offices and the cost of the offices, and they kind of eventually reach the point where they're going to decide to have fake block move to the empty Bluth offices, which are downstairs from the current uh, Bluth Ostero offices, uh, which, of course, used to be a two-hour teeth, uh, something that will be important for later on in the episode. Um, at, at the spotted palm, Buster, uh, Oscar, and Stan are wandering about and basically, um, you know, the, kind of running into people and trying not to be suspicious. Uh, by the end of the episode, Stan is asking people to call the police, but obviously because everybody is old and senile, they don't do any of that, so... They, they kind of end up getting back to, um, you know, Annette's property, uh, where I think Annette runs into them and basically ends up hitting Stan over the head with, with a bottle to <laughs> knock him out so he can forget what's going on. Um, uh, at Fake Block, they are looking for a clueless president, uh, someone who wouldn't ask any questions and doesn't know anything about how the business works. And then in walks Job. Uh, and there's a funny discussion as Job says, you know, nobody even said to me, hey, you know, have the use of the third floor. And of course, George Michael says, well, my dad said, did say to me, hey, have the use of the third floor. <laughs> so um, what wasn't offered to Job was offered to George Michael. And of course, Job ends up becoming the president of Fake Block. Um, he keeps getting emails from Mailer Demon as well, who for some reason <laughs> reply to him at the most inconvenient of times. Um, and, and we see we see a bit of him kind of doing his classic kind of stuttering stuff when he's trying to figure out why somebody would email him, you know, immediately as he's sending an email. And uh, obviously he doesn't understand who Mailer Demon is, but I, I don't know. I kind of like that joke. There's also a joke about how all his emails are on this computer and he can only send emails from this computer, not from any computer. And George Michael says something about wireless and he's like, no, I need the wire on this computer. And 
Uh, so obviously Job is completely clueless and, you know, this evidence leads him to become, you know, the president of a tech company. Um, and then uh, Tobias had been living in the kitchen along with his family um, and they get kicked out because <laughs> Job was letting them stay there. And, you know, 88 days before squatters rights kicked in. But after two days, they get kicked out. I still love that little uh, comic beat where, like, they're they're saying a prayer over their their scavenged dinner from the from the from the work from the break room uh, refrigerator and, and he says and and let us thank uh my brother-in-law joe for giving us this time and he comes in he's like you're out <laughs> yeah and they're like pack it up let's go to tent city uh which is scene in the on the next where we find out that they are in tent city um and then we get the long extended sequence towards the end of the episode goes on for about 10 minutes where argyle and the game mafia um give job a body to dispose of and there's several hints that uh, they were the ones that poured the concrete that killed tony wonder um and that this body here might be tony wonder um and there's mention of how uh job says he was uh nailing his wife and he goes that was my sister and he goes oh, oh sorry I was nailing your sister. Um, and that is that that leads them to think that maybe he definitely is gay, um, which, of course, is a nice inside joke. If you know about uh, Liza Minnelli and, uh, you know, the fact that her husband was gay um, and also the fact that obviously Liza Minnelli and Jude, Judy Garland are both gay icons. <laughs> so uh, an attraction to them maybe be seeing as somebody being gay. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There's, there's all. There's a lot of the game mafia stuff towards the end of this episode. It really takes up a large chunk of time, and it will also be recapped at least two or three more times after this yeah. um, in the following episodes. So you know, but I just like the idea that the game mafia, you know, are acting like a mafia, and also yeah. that you know they're doing that by being in the construction industry, which obviously is something that is traditionally associated with the mafia. Um, so yeah and we finish in Tent City which you think is going to be some kind of like homeless thing but it turns out it's just a store named Tent City where they have a tent um, and I like as well how the kind of the final line of the episode is can you get them to turn the birds off this is a oh I mean like there was like a couple of like I said there was like a couple of like quick jokes here that I liked was this th I think this was the one that they also uh, had to uh, remember to turn off presumed teeth yes they they uh, one of the things that, one of the things that Michael wants George Michael for is uh, tech support, in particular the printer that they've got at the Bluth Company, which prints basically teeth, and they they print off uh, the uh, a, a, a file called Gated Community, and it ends up being a model of the wall um, with Mexico on one side and America on the other side, and it says Father B underneath, so you know where you know it's obviously talking about the land that they used to own. Um, and the wall is constructed out of a bunch of teeth missing the two front teeth as if they're the bottom row of teeth. Um, and of course, you know, because Michael is like, well, it looks like someone's trying to build a wall that resembles teeth. And he's like, yeah, but that's the printer. He goes, you have to turn off presumed teeth um, <laughs> as a setting. Um, and that, that, that printed map will come back later in the next few episodes. Um, but I, yeah, I, this whole two hour teeth thing I kind of like because... It starts off with two-hour teeth, you know, being in competition with 90-minute teeth. Uh, later on, we see the 90-minute teeth has closed down because the one-hour teeth place has opened up. Um, so there's a, there's, a, there's a shot of some shops later on, one of which Job has bought, and next door is a 90-minute teeth, but the sign is missing, and you can just see, like, the, uh, the, the indentations of where the sign used to be. Um, so, yeah, this whole, I don't know, like, it's really weird because um, I don't know that, like, rapid teeth printing is a particular business. Like, this, I think, is meant to be a play on the whole uh, one-hour glasses and stuff like that, and, like, 
people mm. making glasses in and out, which over here is a big thing as well. Like, you know, people getting glasses done. It used to be like there was one which came out and it was like they did it in two hours. And then another one came out and did it in like one hour. And that became like the standard then. <laughs> Everywhere now does like one hour glasses. Like you can literally get your eyes tested and then an hour later they'll like pick up the glasses. Everyone has like a, a lens crafter on site. Um, and so I think that's meant to be a play on that, the idea of making teeth pr- like really quickly. Um, but the funny thing is, uh, in an earlier episode, you know, Michael was like, oh, yeah, I remember the screams. So obviously getting teeth done in like two hours is <laughs> like getting a full set of teeth printed and put in is obviously not something that can be realistically done without it being painful. Uh, but I, I kind of like as well how Michael talks about the 3D printer and he says, oh, but I've left it on all day. Like, <laughs> like, cause it takes forever to print anything off on the 3D printer. Um, but that's an, the thing is, I like how they've kind of like, you know, obviously 3D printing is a big thing has been for the last kind of like decade. And so I kind of like how they've kind of, they, they brought that into the show. Like I thought it was a funny joke every time it's used, like the idea of, having the only printer in the company is a 3d printer because obviously that's the best that's the newest technology and i and I, I just love that joke because it's like the blues have kind of finally kind of like caught up with some technology but they don't have a proper use for it i'm sure they could 3d print like models of homes that would make sense but just the fact that they keep yeah. using it to accidentally print out teeth um it is funny and oh. and i like how there's an earlier episode where joe is like oh if you want a receipt i can print it off but it's going to take a couple of hours um yeah like so i like i like the kind of jokes about that and i I love all the kind of stuff with job and the emails as well um i think the whole kind of will Arnett kind of stuttering and stammering thing i think it's kind of been played out by this point but i do kind of like its application here where he's just like he doesn't understand why he keeps getting emails and he's just like when 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 he just keeps kind of stuttering and it's kind of put to an end by the fact that george michael is is like you know kind of helps him figure it out um, but yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I just love that he he keeps getting replies from Mailer Demon at inconvenient times. I think uh, also when uh, another little th- thing I like was when um, maybe and George Michael were arguing about getting a clueless president. Like George Michael's like he has to be a pretty, you know, pretty like clueless, pretty dumb and stuff. And like maybe he's like, why does it have to be a he? You're like, why do you assume it's a he? Yeah. And then <laughs> and then they do all that stuff with with Joe, and maybe he's like, well, I he really was a he. Yeah, I do like that kind of why do you presume it has to be he. Uh, yeah, uh, and obviously for those who don't know, and I'm sure probably everybody does, uh, but even on the AOL website, they have an FAQ about this of like, what does it mean if I have emails from Melee Demon? And it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, this means the email was sent was undeliverable and has bounced back to you. These messages are sent automatically and will often include the reason in the delivery failure. Um, so yeah, it's just automated mail, which obviously Job doesn't realize. Um, and I, I, I kind of like that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just like the fact that Job is this clueless about it is, is probably one of the funnier things in the episode. Um, you know, just the fact that he keeps going on about, <laughs> about uh, Mailer Demon and why he keeps getting messages from it. And, uh, yeah. And I think there's a nice little bit of kind of stuff between Michael and George Michael. A lot of their stuff in this, this kind of series has felt a little bit kind of like tr- just trying to push certain parts of the plot forward. And also they keep going over mm. fate block and him punching him. And, um, you know, like, so it just doesn't, it, like, it doesn't feel like their kind of relationship has moved that far forward. Um, but I do kind of like how they have this conversation of, of 
you know how George George Michael wants to stay up late, and Michael wants to do this, and and it's like, it turns out that obviously George Michael just wanted to watch the Tom Green show, and Michael still <laughs> thinks of him as being a ten year old, and so it's a nice little bit of realization between the two of them, like that they're kind of still stuck in the past a little bit on their relationship, um, which I just find you know is is kind of funny, um, particularly as. You know, obviously the Tom Green show ran from like 94 to 2000. So that would be when, you know, George Michael was kind of like age 10. So it really it kind of works with that joke. Um, but then the fact that it also came back for a little bit in 2003, which, of course, is when Arrested Development started. Uh, so that would have been around the time that he was 15. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just like. Yeah, didn't, like, didn't Michael's like say I didn't like the new the new the new ones or something like that or he didn't get it or something no, I, th- I think he's like i because he doesn't realize that the tom green show has probably been canceled so he's like yeah i don't keep up with the new guys um oh. and so it's, it's it's like he still thinks the tom green is on um you know so but i i don't know i i i, I don't know i kind of like i just like the kind of conversation between the two of them because it does feel a little bit like it's progressing their relationship or it's adding something to the episode that i think has been missing from some of the episodes in this season basically um, but yeah, and then of course, I mean, all the stuff we Ali Ashore Cat as a net, um, trying to get rid of maybe, you know, I kind of like all that as well. <laughs> like, um, I love, I love the puzzle she's building at the yeah, beginning. It's, yeah, uh, the title is Ungrateful Grandson. <laughs> yeah, she's there trying to put together a jigsaw puzzle that just says on the side of the box, Ungrateful Grandson. Um, uh, and that's just a nice little background joke. Um, but yeah, I, 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 know, I, I like, I like that George Michael is still trying to kind of keep because she's like, we need to kill off our alter egos. Obviously, George Michael needs to get rid of George Maharis and she needs to get rid of Annette, but she's then deciding to get rid of Maybe instead. Um, and, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird because, um, you know, obviously Maybe has been unhappy in the past, but I don't know that she really wants to kind of get rid of Maybe. Um, but, like, I, so George Michael's a little bit apprehensive about, like, what's going on with maybe <laughs> and particularly when she says you talk to Annette and, and, she, and she's like well Stan talks to Annette um, and there's, there's a whole thing about Stan as well where he says that you know Annette it, like smiles all the time even when she's asleep because obviously she's wearing <laughs> fake teeth that make her smile so um, you know it's, it's, it's weird that Stan has kind of noticed it but not fully figured out what's going in um, but uh, yeah and I, I mean uh, I like I like his I mean there's a little bit of Tobias obviously in his suggestions where he's like he's been jammed in, in with bigger things in tighter spots um, and they finally kind of get out of the attic um, which again like the stuff with um, it feels like a bit of a waste with uh, like they had um, uh, you know debris re- return for the end of the first half of the season and, and they've kind of kept Maria Bamford around but with her and um, Murphy Brown it doesn't feel like they know what they're doing uh, like they just keep having them hang around Tobias and go from place to place, and it just—I uh, don't know—just doesn't really feel kind of like I don't know. Just, aside from the kind of um, you know uh, the kind of don't tell Michael joke, um, which they do, and also um, you know Buster does that as well with the don't tell Michael, uh, and obviously Michael and George Michael have a don't tell Gangi as well. So like people in this family have a don't tell someone, <laughs> um, which is, you know, a nice little joke. But aside from that, I don't know what's being gained from having debris and, and Murphy Brown hanging around. Like, you, you know, it just, I, I don't know. I just, I, 
I don't I don't mind those actors. In fact, I really like Marie Bamford, but I just don't like I feel like in season four, she was an interesting character. But in season five, she's just kind of hanging around and complaining. And it, it doesn't feel like it's adding that much to the to the show. Oh, no, I just had a little note to tag on uh, again, because it's it's usually the little things that stick out to me about these episodes was the uh, uh, I think it's called a Zorball ball, actually, where they like get into the ball on the ocean and try to yes, try to move around in that. <laughs> and I just love this, this, this stupid little joke of like where they fall down. And I think it was Buster who says, like, we should have got the gotten the tandem bike. And Oscar's like, oh, no, it would never have fit in here. Yeah. Uh, they before before just... like they're looking for a way to escape quickly and they they see uh, the, the 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 tandem bicycle next to the Zorb ball and they're looking at the tandem bicycle and you think you're going to see them on the tandem bicycle. Uh, I don't know how that would work with them being chained together. And then, of course, they end up in the Zorb ball and, of course, yeah, they should have gone with the tandem bicycle. Um, and then Oscar, as they fall over, he's like, oh, I, I see what you mean. <laughs> like, he didn't mean put the bike inside the Zorb ball. Um, uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, uh, I don't know. Is there anything else that's in this episode in particular? I mean, um you know uh we get like kind of uh, the stuff with the game mafia at the end i think is i don't know it's kind of weird because argyle kind of has all these threats and he does some tap dancing threatening over the the phone um and yeah. then we get the joke about liza minnelli and her first husband being gay um and then also you know we we, we have the whole thing uh with him saying that he's gonna have joe be gay for seven years and then they'll let him age out <laughs> um yeah like they want he because they want him to publicly go on the, the conversion therapy and, sh- and then say it didn't work and show it was all a sham yeah uh for them because because he he already said that he was going to try that which makes sense um because actually conversion therapy does not work so no what Aust- what, what argyle is asking for is actually for job to basically tell the truth <laughs> instead of lying yeah um so it's not like a threat it's just him saying there's no point you pretending that it's going to work because it doesn't work just do that like just uh, so yeah but at the same time like i it's just basically a setup for something that's going to continue basically until the end of the season now and that is like the kind of the body that has to be got rid of is obviously going to become an important plot point as well Mm. um but it just uh i don't know that scene feels a little bit long to me like it's a funny gag at first like to be like the gay mafia and they're in construction uh, but after that, it just kind of goes on a little bit too long, and it's like we get it. You're threatening Job. Just like give him the body, and then have him move on. Like, like it just feels like it hangs around just a bit too. Like long. I think the only other thing is that they use this to throw in a, a red herring of of uh, Argyle and Lucille not getting along. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which they didn't have to do that, really. I mean, they didn't need to throw in that many uh, misleads. Yeah, and Argyle has no re- real reason to kill Lucille too. Like you know, they yeah. they kind of they're shown in previous flashbacks as as working together and stuff. Uh, so it I don't know, it just feels like a weird touch. Um, but obviously, we know yeah. that this is just setting up something for later on in the season. You know, that's going to frame Buster. Um, but it just like I say to me, it's one of the scenes in this episode that feels like it goes on too long. Uh, along with all the stuff with Stan, at this point I'm kind of tired of Stan Sitwell. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just I just want Stan Sitwell to go somewhere and just not be here and and not to have uh, Annette constantly trying to get rid of him or like you know use her kind of ticklers and her hoo haws and whatever. Like, it just it just feels like just have him have him go somewhere. Like, go and stay with Sally. Like, just get like move him out of the picture. Like, I don't really need him for the next like six episodes like i don't need more stan sitwell stuff like 
it was funny at first and it's just kind of got a bit tedious you know so uh, and also oscar and buster kind of still being chained together this is something that will probably will go on for like another two or three episodes and i think it's not until I don't know, episode 13 or something, where they finally leave the stair car at the police station and, and Buster turns himself in. So it's going to take a while before we kind of get to the end of this storyline. And I don't think adding Stan Sitwell to it really did that much. It just kind of kind of draws it out a little bit. The irony is if this, been, if this had been kind of cut like season four, all of this stuff with Stan and, and um, Buster and Oscar would have all been done within an episode. Um, but as it yeah. is, it's been stretched out over four or five episodes, and I don't, I don't particularly find it funny. It's obviously funny that you know um, Buster recognizes maybe even when she's you know as a net, um, but uh, like other than that, I think there's funnier stuff that's been done in the old people's home, um, you know. And I don't know that adding Oscar and, and Buster to the mix really does anything. Yeah, like having them there at Spotted Palm, it's like. You know the jo- the jokes work better when maybe he's playing an old person. They don't work when you have older people actually there. <laughs> like Stan Sitwell and Oscar in an old person's home doesn't feel that funny. So uh, I don't know. It just feels like a bit of a waste of those those actors because it, I, I don't know. It just, like I I feel like there's better stuff that Tony Hale could have been doing. Mm. Um, you know, and obviously the, the the trial could have happened a lot quicker in this season. Like if they were going to get to the trial, then they could have done that a lot quicker. But they they took forever to get to the trial. You know, it's not until like the last two episodes that they actually get there. And they put them in that poor prosthetic again. Yeah, and then it it feels like it feels like six episodes too late. Like they could have started the trial the second half of this season, and it would have been interesting. But instead, you know, we just we kind of get a, a series of kind of less funny jokes about the two of them being put together. I still find the inside outside thing funny, but. You know, once you've stuck them in a zorb ball and they've fallen over, saying inside, 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 outside, outside. Like, or I thought, I think that's no, it. No, that's the it end of that joke. Wet side, dry side. Wet side, dry side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so, but, th- but then they just kind of end up falling over anyway. So, like, once you've done that, that's the end of that gag. It doesn't. You can't get any funnier than them being stuck in a zorb ball, not being able to stay the right side up because they can't coordinate themselves. That's you know. So, um, is there anything else that's in this episode? Do you think? No, I think we got pretty much all of it. Um, yeah. Aside, just like a side thing, was this the one where maybe actually was tr- uh, planning on like fleeing spotted, uh, spotted bomb? No, okay. I, that, that, I think that's that's the twelfth episode or something okay. where she's packing stuff up and she's going. Um, she's she's in the I I um I think she keep like she keeps trying to leave, but she ends up staying. I think she tried to leave in episode eight and she ended up staying. Okay. Um, so she's done that a couple of times where she keeps packing up and not going. Um, I think mostly because they had the location and so they just wanted to shoot a lot of stuff there. <laughs> so, so they had to kind of keep her in, in place. Um, so, well, then let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Jordan? Uh, sure. I'll um, plug uh, Audio Entropy. It's an amateur podcasting group that uh, I used to do War and Beast. Uh, uh, rewatch of the Beast Wars and Beast... Uh, Beast Machines uh, Transformer shows on, but there's still like a lot of st- stuff going on. Uh, ma- like the major one is uh, Teenagers with Attitude, which is they've sat themselves in and are watching all of Power Rangers for some ungodly reason. Uh, but there's also uh, Totally Reprise, which is a look at the that weird old cartoon to- Totally Spies, and that's almost over. So if you you know you don't have to, there's a nice backlog, and you don't have to worry about get- catching up. 
but you can find that at uh, audioentropy.com. And you can find us at uh, on Twitter at uh, Huge Mistake Pod or on Facebook at I've Made a Huge Mistake. Uh, thanks as well for being my guest here, Jordan. Had fun. And otherwise, goodbye. <laughs>